Hey guys, and welcome back to the Apostolic Spark. We may sound a little different, but that's just for the intro. Now, if you guys missed our last week's episode, we talked about taking a leap of faith. And you guys can check that out on iTunes, Spotify, Red Circle, and our website. So anyways, let's get into the podcast. Alright guys, welcome back to the Apostolic Spark. What's up, y'all? I'm Tyler. I'm Taipei. And today we're talking about the calling, more specifically the calling on our lives. Um, I guess more specifically, Taipei, what was a calling? Well, a calling is more or less, it's a, a burden or a desire uh, to do something, um, honestly, to be more specific about it, because a burden's a little different from a calling. Uh, it's something that you feel impressed on by God. You know, it may happen by some stroke of luck, which I've heard from other ministers that's that's happened yeah. in their lives where they've literally landed in the ministry at their end and have been blessed enough to be able to uh, be called to that. That's um, it's nice whenever that happens. Yeah, when you when you literally just happen to either love it or just be involved in it by necessity. You know, it's it's awesome. But let me get into the actual definition of it, or at least my definition. A uh, call is something that you feel drawn to by God, um, whether it be preaching or worship leading or something of the sort, but it's not only specific to that. You know, it's not just ministry. It, it Your ministry could be your job. Your ministry could be your career. It could be being a doctor, a lawyer. Um, or pretty much just, anything. Yeah, pretty much your call is just, it's something that God uses you to reach people, to... Uh, to reach into their lives and, and affect them. So I want to kind of throw this question back on you so you can kind of give us your answer. So for you, in your own words, what what is a call? Realistically, for me, and mine's a little bit simpler, uh, really just a call is something you get from God that tells you where your ministry is and what you're supposed to be doing. It could literally be anything or by, like how you said, like some dumb luck, you actually are somehow in your your call and you don't even realize it. Yeah, like you could love, you know, you could love being involved in sound, you know, you could really love just being involved in that and, and being able to help out your church or even uh, anyone else with it, honestly, because, you know, they use it at a lot of events. But you could really love that and enjoy it and God could, could place it on your heart that that's your ministry and you could end up landing at a church and, and being the person that's over the sound and, and the music. Uh, so the next thing though is I kind of want to kind of want to elaborate more because I know I, I really kind of bounced around an actual definition of it uh, to shorten it out a call is it's sort of like a a dream you know how we all have dreams we want yeah you know some things we want to do like you have little kids who want to be doctors policemen firefighters you know yeah and they they want to do that but a call is is similar to that but it comes from God. Yeah, you know, and God's not going to give you something that you're going to be miserable, and you yeah, know, you're going to love that call, but it's also going to make you uncomfortable. Now, it's not going to be something that is easy. You may love it, but it's going to require work and time and effort. Uh, so, the next question that I would kind of want to go right into to to ask you is: okay. is how do you know it's your call? See, I've struggled with that a lot. Like when I was younger, like kind of just differentiate between what I'm called to and what I'm not called to. Because before I thought I was called to preach. And then I'm like, no, that's not exactly true. Then I started developing a burden, which, you know, 
a burden and a calling are two separate things. Uh, it basically took till I was pretty much now 25 to finally figure out what my calling is. And ironically enough, it's this podcast. But it's just something that you know. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's something you just, you have like this really guttural feeling that you just, it's what you're supposed to do. But of course you pray, you fast, you know, you seek counsel about it. And, you know, that's how you figure out your confirmation that it is your call. Uh, for me, you know, a lot of things I've, I've been lucky enough uh, to have some, some services where God will, I, will, you know, show me something. Maybe a thought will come into my mind. Like um, I had a P7 group that I started in mm-hmm. high school. Well, the thing that really kickstarted that was I was at a youth service. <laughs> it was back to school. And I'm at this youth service. I'm sorry. I'm at this youth service, and we're all praying in the altar. And it's just an amazing youth service back to school. I believe it was, like, actually two days before I went back to school. Um, but I'm at these youth services, and I saw this logo just in my mind, like, while I'm praying. And it was, it was just the letters P and a 7. But I didn't know what P7 was, and so I didn't think about it. And then at another service, they talked about it. And I instantly recognized that that was, you know, like, what I needed to do. Yeah, the P7 group. And so I, you know, it took me some time. I started the P7 club, but, you know, it was really just a call, a simple call. You know, sometimes we don't get our callings right away. You know, sometimes we have to, like, wait and be patient about them. But also we have to not be... So where I'm looking for stagnant, you know? Yeah, we have to be praying and, and having a relationship and a walk with God. Because for me to get that, you know, that necessarily, because that wasn't a call. Like, that wasn't a lifetime call. That was a call to action. That was a call to do something, you know, in the immediate future. Like, you might not get your your lifetime call until years later. Yeah. It and, took me till I was 25 just to get this, and I was kind of shocked and and you just might like you just said you know you might not get it like immediately yeah. you know it's, it's just gonna it's gonna take some time it's gonna take some prayer and counsel that, that is extremely important talk to men and women of god in your life uh they will help you tremendously um i i can't tell you how many times i've went and i've talked to people that have been members of my church that have helped me out through uh certain decisions um that i've had to make you know, so it's 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 really important and impactful to have those people in your life. It's just amazing to have counsel. So make sure you keep that in in your mind that you need to make sure you're talking to people because you can feel a call and you won't be prepared for it because you didn't didn't talk to anyone. Yeah. You know? And realistically, like even while you're waiting for a call, find other ministries to fill in that void while you're waiting. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Like how we said, like the whole dumb luck thing, like that's an instance that actually happens, you know, I mean, some I mean, people are called to like music and yeah. we have a couple of people that are on our music team that actually, I mean, I don't know if they've openly said we've, we're called to this, but you can tell when somebody is and somebody isn't called to it, you know, but somebody is just up there to not only fill I mean, the, yeah, the void, about, but also yes, it's ministry. Love, it's helping. Know, that's about the love of the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like, I do singing, I do the media, I do Sunday school, this, you know. And I, yeah, I enjoy I mean, every bit of it. I mean, um, I, I've always liked just being able to be used in church because it helps out, you know. It helps out so much. 
and just being used by God. Uh, also, it helps you with experience. You know, a P7 group didn't, it didn't go where I wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. But because I had ran a P7, it helped me have the experience to be able to run our hyphen group. You know, because I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't have known how to run a group like that, if you think about it. Because I went into it at, let me see, when I started that? Junior, yeah, so 17, I started that, that P7 group. And I did, I just was nervous. I didn't know how to do anything with it. I didn't know how to make lesson plans. I didn't know how to do a Bible study. Like, I kind of knew how to do a Bible study, but it wasn't like, like, it was mostly just doctrine and not like, other types of Bible studies. So I had to learn all that. And now, you know, it, it has just been, it's just been amazing to know that, to, to be able to have that experience because sometimes you getting involved in ministry gives you that experience necessary Mm -hmm. uh, to be involved in the future ministry. Yeah. So what's, so to you, what is the difference between a call and a burden? Because we've mentioned burdens over and over now, but, you know, someone might not know the difference. Yeah, so we've already explained what a call is. A burden, like how we kept saying, is something different. It really is. It's something that you feel like you have the, like the desire to do that. Like you have a burden for um, like youth, like you have a desire to help in youth. It may not be your calling, but something that God's put on your heart. So, so it's like, it's kind of like, you see, you, maybe you see like a country that has like some some issues, maybe with like the people, maybe yeah. they're struggling, maybe you know some type of incident or hurricane happened, you know whatever it is, and you feel like you need to help. Like yeah. is that is that you know? I'd say that's more or less a burden. Pretty much a burden, yeah. Just you know, a burden kind of kind of drives you more. Yeah, kind of pushes you more. Yeah, um, like because. How we said, like, you know, being involved in ministry, that also is part of the whole thing of burden. Like, yeah, you could just say, oh, I want to help in this ministry because I don't want to be just sitting idle while opportunities to where, hey, that could be your call could slip by. But it more or less, like, you could be like, I have a burden to um, help in the music department or I have a burden to help in kids ministry or youth or hyphen. I mean, it could be anything, really. Be involved in uh, missions. Yeah. You know, that's always uh, eye-opener for people. I've talked to so many people that have gone on those AYC trips and they've came back and, and it has changed them. Um, spiritually, it's changed them in their worship. It's changed them in how grateful they are. You know, we live in a country, I'll bet it has its issues, but we live in a country that yet we look at other countries and it's like, oh, we don't like those conditions. Our conditions are like great. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, because a lot of us get to spend hours on social media. Yeah. There's 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 countries where you don't have that. Yeah. You don't even have the freedom to use it. No. You know. So to get back on topic, I just want to direct a question to you. What are some reasons that people don't follow their calling? The basic answer anybody could give you is the I'm not qualified answer. So like I'm not good enough. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not good enough to sing on the platform. I'm not good enough to, to run sound or media. Or I'm not good enough to help in youth or do other stuff, you know? Or even just being a servant, like just cleaning up out and around the church, you know? If you're saying you're not qualified to do that, there's something wrong. <laughs> okay. But I don't, I don't really... Nobody's ever said that they're not qualified to clean the church. That's no. Whole, it's just a lot of people that just... That's... I, some people yeah. just don't. 
Yeah, that's, that's serving the point. But the scripture that I really like that really talks about kind of that whole thing is uh, from Matthew 22 and 14. It says, For many are called, but few are chosen. And honestly, that, it has a weird double meaning to me. I understand, like, everyone is called, but the whole few are chosen part is makes sense because the, the few are chosen are the actual people who actually pick or, you know, take the calling and actually do their and they, calling. they go to distance with, yeah. you know. And for me, that's why that scripture means so much to me is that, you know, I want to be the few that are were chosen. You know, that's why this podcast is my calling. So that's why I'm going the distance with it, you know. You know, you, you want to you go to the finish because, you know, your call is the thing that God has placed on your heart mm-hmm. for you to do probably for the rest of your life was, you know, because calls do evolve over time. You do yeah. end up going into something else and, and you're still called to that thing, but it will take you ultimately to where God needs you to be. And so I want to get kind of right back onto it. So I've noticed that in, in the Bible, there are some things that God says to us um, that necessarily we might kind of just read it and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's something for everyone. But I realize, like, that's a that's a call. That's yeah. not just God just talking to us. That's like a general like call, call. Like I'm calling everybody, not just you, but everybody. everyone is a, yeah. is a call to action. So I want to go right to Mark chapter sixteen, verse fifteen. Great, and great one. he said to them, "Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation." You know, that's not saying that you have to be a preacher. No. But that's telling us that we have to spread the gospel. Yeah. You know, and that's through Bible studies. That's through bringing up, you know, that you go to church and inviting people to church Mm -hmm. and and showing them the love of God. You know, it could be anything of the sort. So I want want to ask you really briefly because a lot of people do feel things because feeling is is important, Mm -hmm. you know. And so have you ever felt, when you were younger, like that, you were really like you, you know feeling that you were called to do something, and it's not about if you went and did it. It's just you know, have you ever felt like you really had that call, like you wanted to go do it? I kind of did. There was a point in my life to where I, it was when I thought I was called to preach, and I actually did end up doing a little bit of preaching. But then I realized after my third time, fourth time preaching. You weren't good at it? Was like it? Th- or no, what? I just was really bad. I, oh, I would just go off. You know the tangents that some preachers will go back, but they're good at like bringing it back? No. Oh, I no, don't. Okay, no. okay. So I got a, I got a really brief story. So the very first time that I ever spoke, because you mm. know I went to, to Dearborn. Yeah. First time I spoke, uh, I remember I, I was talking about, um, I was talking about, it was uh, Matthew 25. It was a story of the 10... Uh, you know, the 10 virgins yeah. and with the oil and things. I remember I, I was like writing that and like, I was like, oh, this is going to sound so good. And then like, I get up there to do it and everything inside just screams no, you know? So it's like that moment of like, you, you feel like, like as if the world's watching you. Cause mm-hmm. I, you know, I was, I was pretty young at that point and not used to public speaking. Oh no, I hate so, public speaking. <laughs> so I literally was just up there and just like froze for a second. I was yeah. like, all right, I got to do this. I, I got to get this done. And the thing that pushed me through it was because 
you know, I enjoyed the process. I enjoyed, you know, that God was like, you have an opportunity to speak. Mm-hmm. You have an opportunity to be used. Yeah. You know, and now I'm not saying use in a bad way. It's used in a good way. We just use that word a lot. And I just said use like four times. So Tyler, please help me out. So, um, all right. <laughs> but no, I, I know what you mean, you know, because yes, God uses us in many different ways. And for me, I just, I hate public speaking. This is, this, <laughs> this podcast is so the- far as you're going to go. <laughs> yeah, this is as far as I'm going to go. But kind of bringing it back- no, Some of us start preaching are, on Sunday. Let's go. Huh? Start preaching on Sunday. Let's go. No. <laughs> no. But anyways, so bringing it back, like there are instances in the Bible to where like men of God are called to preach and they're like the no no, I can't I can't preach. Like like Moses, the man said in quote, I have a speech impediment or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's know, where he's like I can't talk. He, I I just I dribble over my words. I can't do it. Have have him do it. Have have his brother Aaron. Yeah, have his brother Aaron do it and then, you know. I mean, if you think about it, David was called to be king, but he gracefully stepped into it. You know, yeah. he started off as a little, as a little shepherd and then he ended up being the person that killed Goliath. The giant killer. Yeah. So, I mean, it all depends on who you are and a lot of the things that you go through. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the younger you are, the more insecure you'll probably be. And the older you are, the more experience you have. Your yeah. calling is not restricted to your age. It's just your calling. Okay. So, Taipei, let me ask you a question, okay? And it's right. just a thought that I had. Now, how we are... Step like we step into our callings and stuff like that when God calls us and we know what our callings are, right? Yeah. But when you really think about it and you really like kind of once you know what your calling is and you like take a step back, like you're starting to think of like your life and like where it led to. Yeah. It's weird, but God grooms you for your calling. Yeah, he he will prepare you the entire time. Like if you look at uh, the story of Joseph, Joseph's story was... You know, he had the point where he was, you know, thrown into the pit after sharing his dreams with his brothers. And then Potiphar's wife, you know, attempted to basically get him to cheat on his master and then lied about it, you know, and Mm -hmm. got him thrown in prison. But the entire time, you know, you got to imagine, like, he's been shown these dreams that he's going to be ruling. And this entire time he's getting pushed down. Yeah. by people and you notice the entire time you didn't you didn't really hear him like complaining or anything like that he was no. just waiting he was just he you know he was buying his time yeah and daniel you got to think daniel was steadfastly praying and yeah. focused on god and literally thrown into a den of lions i mean that's terrifying on its own like, like you got to think that's kind of like shocking you know jarring because you're like oh i'm living for god i'm doing my thing and you get thrown into a pit of lions. So like for like, like for you, yours was P7 that started you off on your calling with the youth. And for me, mine was going to a, a media art school to get me into doing this podcast. And then, you know, later on YouTube, you know. So it's kind of weird, like, because I just started thinking about that. Like, God's been grooming all of us for our roles. Yeah, God will prepare you. He, he will give you the experience necessary, even if you 
have a moment of time in your life where you do steer away from God. And as long as your heart and you have that desire to come back to God and God will bring you back, he will make sure you're okay. And then he'll place you in the area that you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and he'll take care of you and make sure that you're all right throughout that process and bring the people into your life that you need. Yeah. You know, cause me coming to this church really helped me with a lot of, a lot of things that I wasn't necessarily used to, you know, worship leading wasn't something that I was comfortable with. I was fine singing because, mm-hmm. you know, I did that for yeah, years. Yeah, you did that for years. I was just a praise singer for years. It's, you can get comfortable with that. But, you know, in your process of growth, you get thrown out of what your comfort zone is and not even necessarily thrown, but you'll get pushed into it when it's time to grow. You know, and after you've taken your time, as you know, it says that, you know, he'll put you over a few things before he puts you over, over many, many things. things. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, I'm just gonna get into some final statements, so you can do your last little bit. Okay. Give so, kind of just um, a few final thoughts, but more or less, um, kind of, I guess, about the kind of bringing it back to what we talked about last week about us being the spark and stuff. Uh, scripture came to mind, which is First uh, Peter two and nine, and every every apostolic has heard this at some point in their life. I know that IBC even sang a song yeah. named "Chosen." I love that song. That's a great it. song. It's a great song. But it goes, uh, "But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of Him who hath called you out of darkness into His marvelous light." And really, that scripture for me, like for when we're talking about the spark, that's the nail on the head because we are trying to be the spark that lights the fire that shoves out the darkness, you know? Like we're trying, like what are we supposed to be in this world? Like a light in the dark. Yes, we're supposed to be, you know, the light, a city set up on a hill that cannot be hidden. We're supposed to be shining, you know. We're supposed to show the love of God through us. And God is set a fire in our spirits, you know, our our souls, that we're supposed to be on fire for God. And all it takes is that spark that lights that fire in everybody that you become the light in your city to where, like how he said, I'm going to pull you out into our marvelous, marvelous light. And, you know, out of darkness. And it's kind of what we're trying to do for this podcast. Tabby, do you have any final thoughts too? Yes, actually a very last question. For everybody that is hearing this for the first time, I want to thank you for listening to this. But also, I got a question directed to Tyler. Oh, geez. How can you reach us? Well, the easiest way to reach us actually is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and also at our website too. I want to thank you guys for listening to the very second episode. Why did I say very? But all right, thanks, and (laughs) I'll see you guys. guys later. Bye.